Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. Emotional cheating is a common topic in my line of work, and there are so many angles and ways into this conversation. I think I want to start with definitions. I always like to start there, right? What is your definition? What is, um, well, I'll tell you my definition, but what is your definition of emotional cheating? Uh, most people, they think that emotional cheating is, uh, you know, whenever someone has a, a thought about, about someone that they're attracted to or an ex or, you know, um, if you accidentally scream your ex's name while you are uh, having sex with your partner, that may be filed under emotional cheating. Um, I like to define emotional cheating as um, as more of uh, an intention, right? I like I, I I think it's important to hang it on intention more so than. Um, behavior or duration so let me explain for example if uh you're sitting at a wendy's parking lot and lying to your partner where you are you're not at the gym but uh you're at the parking lot having a conversation with say a, a co-worker or a friend or someone that um uh, you may not even be attracted to but you're getting something from this relationship um, possibly because you're not getting it at home or maybe you're going through something or I don't know, maybe there's been drift in your relationship. Um, I'm not saying any of this is okay, right? Because you're lying to your partner about this other thing that you're, um, that you're doing. Uh, and, and there may be an ebb and flow as, as far as tra- attraction connection, but that to me is less threatening than if you have an intention to feed a connection, right? So like the example I'm talking about with uh, the person at the Wendy's parking lot, <laughs> um, that that person in this example doesn't have an intention to start anything. He's just kind of getting something out of this relationship slash friendship. Um, yes, on paper, that can be emotional cheating because he is giving uh, you know, his heart, his vulnerability, his feeling, he's, you know, there's that kind of exchange, right? Um, but but the intention to pursue it isn't there, you know? And maybe he's at the parking lot of a Wendy's because he's scared to tell his partner because his partner is very jealous or his partner is not going to approve of this behavior or whatever, right? Um, again, is it right? No, I think it's dishonest. And I think you could even uh, tag that as emotional cheating, sure. But it's not as threatening as what I define as uh, emotional cheating, which is the intention to feed a connection. So let's say someone is um, not at the parking lot, but in your uh, bedroom (laughs) And you are, I don't know, at the gym and this person, your partner, is intentionally DMing and um, having conversations and FaceTiming and feeding, um, giving himself permission to connect to someone else and actually intentionally feeding it. 
um, to be romantic. And even if it doesn't get to physical intimacy, um, the energy is intimate, right? That to me is uh, emotional cheating. He's, he's having an, an emotional affair. Um, the other example, yes, I mean, I guess you can say that because he's technically talking to someone else, that is an emotional affair. But, you know, it, it depends on the, to me, it depends on the intention. It depends on the emotional connection and um, what someone is uh, doing with that connection, right? So I just, I would encourage you to redefine emotional cheating as something that hangs more on intention and less on the uh, behavior or direct, dur- uh, duration, you know, someone with a work buddy uh, that's been talking to this person who is a friend that, you know, over a year. Um, I don't know. Is that emotional cheating? I mean, you know, there's so many factors. It depends. Um, but someone who's intentionally, uh, say, on an airplane and is um, pouring his or her heart out and connecting to someone that is sitting right next to him. And there, there's, you know, there's that kind of intention there that's uh, that's. To me, that's emotional cheating. And um, of course, it's going to take more than one encounter probably, right? Because usually if you're emotionally cheating, there is, um, there is, a, there is a relationship developing and relationships um, are more than one encounter. Now, I said, okay, put less weight on duration, but it is a factor, right? So the uh, weight I would put on most is intention and then the uh, intensity, right? The intensity of that connection. Um, and then things like duration and, you know, behavior, all that I think comes uh, after the intention of someone, the, the, the intention that someone has and the, uh, the intensity of that intention. Now, what do you do if someone emotionally cheats on you? And this is the other, uh, the other question or the other part of this. Yes, there is going to be obviously a a confrontation, and I I, hes- I hesitate to use that word because um, confrontation just sounds so explosive. It shouldn't be confrontive in that way. I think, although difficult, you have to pull from curiosity and heart. Right now, um, chances are that you are very hurt and you feel betrayed, and that's fair. Um, you have a right to those feelings, and you should definitely process them. You should allow yourself to be angry. That's totally okay. You know, process them with your therapist. Um, you shouldn't storm into someone's room kicking doors down the, the minute you find out because you know you're going to be reactive. And that's what most people do. Um, I would sit with it. I would sit with it. And when I'm ready, I would um, confront my partner and say, hey, this is what I found out. And um, can you tell me about this? Where are you at? What are you not getting from us? You know, I would pull from from a curious place, and and it's really hard to do that unless you take that pause, unless you let, you know, the ang- unless you digest the anger. Right? Um, I'm not minimizing how you should feel because how you feel is how you feel. I'm just saying uh, don't act on those feelings because it's not going to be productive. So having the conversation of. Um, yeah, I'm hurt by this and I'm curious, you know, what happened? Where are you at? What's going on with you and your inner journey? 
And when you have that conversation, you give the other person a chance to explain. And this isn't to give them a uh, free get out of jail card. Uh, This is to understand your partner better because emotional affairs don't just happen. You know, I mean, physical affairs, I think, happen more so than um, like if you want to put one into a category of just happening because of circumstance or because uh, the moon was full or you were drinking or whatever. That's that's usually a physical affair. It's not an emotional affair. So emotional affairs are earned. They require um, something more than just a, a physical connection or, you know, the, the being at the wrong place at the wrong time. Right. So. I would want to know what's going on and how this happened and um, you know what, what's lacking in the relationship for this to happen. I would give my partner a chance to take ownership. And so this is, this is what I would look at the most when it comes to any kind of cheating, whether it's emotional, physical. Uh, what, are, what are they willing to own? So after you have uh, uh, quote-unquote confronted them or after you, you have said, hey, I know this is what's going on, what is their response? And this is is so important because if the response is defensive, if their response is, well, you know, you're not giving me enough sex or if their response is, um, well, why, why are you looking through my phone or whatever it is, if it's all defense, then that's very telling, you know, and there is a little room for them to be defensive initially just because you are human and you know our shields are going to be up and we may feel shame or, or or whatever we feel but after that if there isn't any ownership you know and ownership is action ownership is like this is what i did wrong i'm aware of it I, here's where i'm at in my life here's why i think i did it or if i don't know i'm willing to go see a therapist to explore what is going on with me it's not because i don't love you it's not because I don't want to work on this. It's for these other reasons, you know. And maybe it has nothing to do with the relationship, you know. I don't know. Maybe it has more to do with the relationship with him or her. But it gives your partner a chance to explain. And then your partner has a chance to own. And this is where the rebuilding starts. And as your partner starts to own and rebuild trust with you, which is done through action, not just words. Uh, your job, if you want to continue to build this relationship, if you want to continue to heal and forgive and, and move forward, is to start to forgive. And forgiveness is not a light switch. It's not, you know, it starts with a decision, but it's not just a one-time thing. Forgiveness is a daily choice like love is a daily choice and sometimes you wake up and it's easy to forgive and sometimes you wake up and it's hard to forgive you know but it's a it's a process so i think both pistons need to be pumping i think your partner has to take ownership and has to earn the trust back that trust is not given that has to be earned because it was broken and then i think that the the that that you um have to um decide to forgive and process your feelings, your anger, your betrayal, all of that with the therapist. Um, you can't pour that on your partner. Uh, you can't, you know, take out the um, "you cheated on me" card and hold it over <laughs> his head every time you get into a fight. Uh, that's the other mistake that so many couples make: is they say they're going to forgive, and then every time they get into a fight, you know, they pull that card out. Well, you fucking cheated on me, you know. 
It's like, what is your partner supposed to say to that, right? So, and then when once you do that, now you're kind of both snapping back and it just, you're, you're feeding the cracks and those relationship cracks uh, never get repaired because um, people keep bringing it up. So bring it up with your therapist, process that with your therapist. Um, and, and if two people are, you know, if, if those both pistons are pumping, meaning if you are working on forgiveness and healing uh, and your ownership in it as well, and, and of course you're not the one that cheated, but maybe your ownership is um, you've neglected the relationship. Maybe your ownership is you've neglected yourself. Maybe you've, you haven't been, you know, um, putting a lot of work into the relationship because you've been working so hard on your career. I don't know, but there is something to own for uh, you as well. There always is. And so as you do that and then your partner explores why he cheated and um, his own journey and what's going on and why he isn't happy or whatever's happening. uh, And then also through action starts to earn the trust to rebuild this relationship. If both of those things are happening, then there is a chance, you know, there is a chance that you guys could rebuild this. And here's the good news. Um like a broken bone that heals back stronger, your relationship can rebuild and, and, and heal and, and, and be stronger because of two people going through this, right? Because this relationship snapped and now you're rebuilding. There's more understanding. A lot of times relationship, in relationships, we kind of just go through the motions. We hide things. Um, yes, we may not cheat. And from the outside, it looks like things are great, but it's two people um, that are drifting, who are drifting, and two people who are not happy, and nothing's talked about. So sometimes uh, an emotional affair or a physical affair, um, sometimes cheating breaks that dam, forces people to look at their shit, to look at their relationship, what needs to be repaired, and uh, make some decisions. I want to end with this. It's also fair if you decide... I don't want to pursue this. It's also fair if uh, you caught your partner at the Wendy's parking lot, uh, not only talking to his coworker, but also with a double-double in his hand, <laughs> eating his feelings, and you don't want to work on it, you know? And uh, maybe there was no intention there, and, you know, okay. Well, that's okay too, you know? At, at the end of the day, you decide. We all have a choice. If we want to invest in something and why, and if we don't want to invest in something because that's where we're at in our lives, I think that's okay too. You know, in this society, we put so much pressure on like you have to, you know, overcome these huge obstacles and you have to be in something, whether it's because you exchange valves or because you have a kid or because of whatever. And I don't want to minimize those those things because they are important. I was married once. I have a child today. I get those things connect you to the person. Um, in ways that are greater than self, of course, but they're not the only reasons to stay in something. So if you decide, um, I don't want to forgive this person. If you decide, yeah, I don't want to invest in this anymore, and that is your truth with where you're at, then that's okay too. That is your decision, and you have a right to that. Thank you for listening. Be well. Hey, if you have a passion for helping others and you want to create a more meaningful career or add to your current skill set, it's time to become a life coach with Lumia. When I became a life coach many years ago, there wasn't anything like this. 
So I developed this program alongside with Noel Cordeaux, Lumia Coach Training, and it's amazing. It's 100% live and online, meaningful, evidence-based education, real people, real community, ICF accredited to with 20 diverse instructors in a thriving alumni community. Go to theangrytherapist.com and click on Become a Coach and explore Lumia Coach Training. I'll see you in class.